Shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome, everyone. World changers. Tonight, we're going to get into a, a few more Psalms, actually several more Psalms. We're going to read First uh, Chronicles chapter 6 as well. And so we got lots to talk about. Praise God that we're able to do these live streams as we usually do. So let's see. Those of you who are, um, if you're just watching this, by the way, and if you're new, uh, feel free to to uh, add comments or questions in the live chat, and we will uh, do our best to get to it as, as, as time goes on. So also, I'm starting a live stream as well on Podbean as a podcast live stream. Okay, so let's see what we have here. Kalamento says, Shalom, everyone. Julie says, Shalom, all. God bless. Thank you. And Shalom to you guys. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you guys. Blessings, blessings. Psalm 94 says, Shalom, everyone. Erland, good to see you. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Blessings. Going Nowhere says, hey, everyone. Always glad to be here. Always glad that you are here. Uh, going Nowhere, good to see you. One John says, Shalom. Shalom, One John. Welcome, welcome. Blessings. Caballero says, hello, everyone. Thank you for everything you do, Christopher. It's a true blessing. Thank you very much, Caballero. I appreciate your kind, uh, your kind comments. I appreciate it. We have Jerry back. Shalom, everyone. Shalom, Jerry. Uh, welcome, welcome. As always, blessings multiplied to you. I hope I'm pronouncing your name properly. If I'm not, please correct me. Um, Byron says, shalom, friends. Shalom. And so, yeah, welcome, welcome, guys. Awesome. All right. So we're going to start out with um, First Chronicles chapter 6. A uh, little bit more of these genealogies, and we're going to go from there, and we're going to spend, we're going to uh, actually go do the rest of the night uh, reading uh, the f other four Psalms that we have on the schedule. And of course, you guys, um, as always, you guys, I have any questions, just, th just drop it in the live chat. Okay, let's get, uh, let's get to this. This is First Chronicles chapter 6. Genealogy, the priestly line. Sons of Levi, or Levi. Levi would be a, more of the accurate way of pronounce, uh, pronouncing this. Were Gershon, Gershon. Um, footnotes here again, Gershon or Gersham. Yeah, so we do have variations of spelling here, as, as we uh, spoke of earlier uh, the other night, that sometimes we have... Uh, different variations of spelling, and sometimes it's quite significant the the different uh, variants of the different ways of spelling some of these names. So, yeah, let me just excuse me just for a second here. Okay, the word Gershon or Gershom. Kohath and Marari, the sons of Kohath, were Amram, Har, Hebron, and Uziel. The children of Amram were Aaron, or Aharon, as it would be in the Hebrew, and Moses, uh, Moshe, as it would be in the Hebrew. Uh, by the way, Moses, the, the word or the name Moses uh, is, is, is a really strange um, transliteration of the Hebrew, because the Hebrew is actually Moshe. And I think what's what happened here is just the greek uh to kind to make it compatible or 
I want to say to align with the the Greek um, New Testament kind of pronunciation. They just added an S on the end of here. So uh, literally it would be Moshe, uh, but we have Moses and Miriam. Okay. And the sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Eleazar fathered Phinehas or Pinchas. Pinchas fathered Abishua. Very interesting name, by the way. Abi, Father, Shua, Salvation. Very interesting name. Abi, Shua, fathered Buki. Buki fathered Uzi. Uzi fathered Zarahia. Zarahia fathered Marioth. Marioth fathered Amaria. Amaria fathered Ahitub. Ahitub fathered Zadok. And Zadok, we know, is a uh, variation of the Hebrew uh, word that actually means righteous. It's a pretty good name, actually. Zadok or Zadok. Righteous. Zadok fathered Ahimaaz. Ahimaaz fathered Azariah or Azariah. Azariah fathered Yahonan. Again, this is a an ancient Hebrew um, form of the name of John. Yehonan fathered Azariah. It was he who served as the priest in the house which Solomon built in Jerusalem. Azariah fathered Amariah. Amariah fathered Ahitub. You see, there's a lot of, uh, uh, what would you call it? Repeats of these names, I guess, you know, naming naming your child after your grandfather or your great-grandfather, this kind of thing. Ahitub fathered Zadok, Zadok, uh, or Zadok fathered Shalom, Shalom here in the footnotes uh, in chapter 9, verse 11, it is Meshalom, Meshalom. As we said in the past few nights and the past few live streams, we do have some variations of um, these names as well as other things in First and Second Chronicles. Very, very important to, to understand that First and Second Chronicles are not equal to another, like First, First and Second Kings, for example. First and Second Kings has more authority than First and Second Chronicles does. Shalom fathered. Hilkiah, Hilkiah fathered Azariah, Azariah fathered Sariah, Sariah fathered Jehozadak. Jehozadak uh, went along with uh, when the Lord led Judah and Jerusalem into exile by Nebuchadnezzar. The sons of Levi were Gershom, again Gershon, in the footnotes, Gershon, as, a, as opposed to Gershom. Kohath and Merari. These are the names of the sons of Gershom, Libni and Shimai. The sons of Kohath were Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel. The sons of Merari, Mahli, and Mushi. And these are the families of the Levites of father's households. Of Gershom, Libni, his son, Yahath, his son, Zima, his son, Yoah, his son, Edo, his son, Zerah, his son, and Yetherai, Yetherai, his son, 
The sons of Kohath were Aminadab, his son, Korah, his son, Asir, his son, Elkanah, his son, Abiasaph, his son, Asir, his son, Tahath, his son, Uriel, his son, Uziah, his son, and Shaul, his son. For those of you who are not familiar with it, Shaul is the Hebrew form of the name of Saul. The sons of Elkanah were Amasai and Ahimoth. As for Elkanah, the sons of Elkanah were Zophai, his son, Nahath, his son, Eliab, his son, Yeroham, his son, and Elkanah, his son. The sons of Samuel were Yoel, or Joel, the firstborn, and Abiah. The second, Abia, again, very interesting name here. Father, basically, Yah, my father. Uh, Yah, my father. Uh, again, it, it's interesting because you don't see a whole lot in the Tanakh about uh, God being father or Yahuwah or Yah being father or Yahweh being father. But here is the name actually means Yah, my father. Okay, so it's uh, the firstborn was uh, Joel or Yoel and Abiyah the second. The sons of Merari were Machli, Libni, his son, Sh Shemai, his son, Uzzah, his son, Shemeah, his son, Haggiah, his son, and Ayah, his son. Now these are the ones whom David appointed over the service of the song of song in the house of the Lord after the ark rested there. They were ministering in in front of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting until Solomon's building of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. And they served in their office according to their order. These are the ones who served with their with their sons. Actually, you know what? Before I get before I get into verse 33 here, let me just share something with you guys. I used to go to this was uh how many years ago now? Uh, just guessing, must have been about 20 years ago or more. I used to go to the church, and uh, I got to give them credit where credit is due. Uh, they attempted to do what uh, the scripture said about David that praised, uh, put singers and musicians in charge of praising God day and night. So the church I went to, they did this a couple times, actually. The first time they did it was they did a 24-hour praise and worship music session, 24 hours. And they had, like, uh, a, several different praise bands that would come in. Uh, you know, each one would do, uh, I don't know, maybe two hours. I forget exactly what it was. But each one would come in for a couple hours. And that that continued 24 hours, day and night. Um it was amazing, actually, because I stayed there. I believe I stayed there for the whole time, the whole 24 hours I was there, as, as far as I can remember. I, maybe I left for a little bit, but you know, I, I spent as much time as I could there. Um, and uh, I really, you know, a lot of people, I could tell, a lot of people were, were really getting blessed and really just uh, focusing on God and, and um, you know, just praising God and, and spending their personal one-on-one -on -one time basically with God, even though it was a public meeting. Um, but I, at the time, I remember I, I had, I had an attitude. 
I, I, I had an attitude. Um, and it wasn't until I called a friend of mine. It was like the last hour of the 20. It was like the 23rd. Uh, it was like 23 hours and one more hour to go uh, of just, you know, band after band after band, praise band after praise band, singer after singer came in and was singing all these, you know, singing all these praise songs and all that kind of thing. And I called my friend. And again, I had an attitude. I was like, I was just complaining to him. Not complaining. Well, maybe not complaining, but kind of just, uh, it's hard to describe. I was just, I, didn't, I just didn't have the right attitude. And he said to me, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. He said, what are you doing there? Like, you've been there for how long now? What are you doing there? And I thought, yeah, what am I doing here? I should actually just be praising God. And when I, when I got done talking on the phone with my friend, I just decided to just forget about everybody else and just do what they're doing. Um, just praise God. Forget about everybody else and just praise God. Spend the last hour. And I'm telling you something. I'm telling you something. That last, actually the last, it was probably more like the last 10, 15 minutes of that, of the whole entire, the whole entire gig, a 24 hour gig, the last 10 or 15 minutes. It was an amazing, an amazing experience with God. I'm telling you, it was just absolutely amazing. I, I don't know if I can even describe it. What did I learn from that? The moral of the story is, ah, you know, don't, you know, don't have an attitude. Um, forget about everybody else and just press into God, press into God. And, uh, and he will meet you draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That was the moral of the story. Let's continue. Again, this is first Chronicles chapter six, verse 33. These are the ones who served with their sons from the sons of the Kohathites were Haman, the singer, the son of Yoel, the son of Samuel, the son of Elkanah, the son of Yehoram, the son of Eliel, the son of Toa, the son of Zuf, the son of Elkanah, the son of Mahath, the son of Amasai, the son of Elkanah, the son of Yoel, the son of Azariah, the son of Zephaniah, the son of Tahath, the son of Asir, the son of Abi Abiasaf, the son of Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, the son of Israel. Haman's brother, Asaph stood at his right hand. Asaph, the son of Berechiah, the son of Shemai, Shemaiah, Shem, excuse me, the son of Mikael, otherwise known as or pronounced as Michael. Again, the uh, more of the correct pronunciation in the Hebrew would be Mikael. Mika, who is like El, God, who is like God. That's what that name means. The son of Baasiah, the son of Melchiah, again, wonderful, wonderful name, Melchiah, king, my king, Yah, my king, beautiful name, isn't it? Yah, or Yahuwah, or Yahweh, my king. The son of Ethni, the son of Zerah, the son of Adiah. The son of Ethan, the son of Zimah, 
the son of Shemai, the son of Yahath, the son of Gershom, the son of Levi. Of the left hand, or on the left hand, were their kinsmen, the sons of Merari, Athan, the son of Kishi, the son of Abdi, the son of Maluk, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Amaziah, the son of Hiah, or Hilkiah, the son of Amzi, the son of Bani, Bani, the son of Shemer, the son of Mahli, the son of Mushti, the son of Merari, the son of Levi. Their kinsmen, the Levites, were appointed for all the service of the tabernacle of the Had. But Aaron and his sons offered on the altar of burnt offering and on the altar of incense for all the work of the most holy place and to make atonement for Israel in accordance with everything that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. These are the sons of Aaron, Eleazar, his son, Phinehas, or Pinchas, his son, Abishua, his son, Buki, his son, Uzi, his son, Zeraiah, his son, Marioth, his son, Amaria, his son, Ahitu, his son, Zedok, his son, and Ahitan. Now these are their sons according to their camps within their borders. The sons of Aharon, of the families of the Kohathites, for theirs was the, the first lot. To them they gave Hebron in the, in the land of Judah and its lands around. They gave the fields of the city and its settlements to Caleb, the son of Yafuni. To the sons of Aharon, they gave the following cities of refuge. Hebron, Libna, together with its pasture lands. Yatir, Estemoa, with its pasture lands. Helene, with its pasture lands. Debir, with its pasture lands. In the footnotes here, Helene, uh, literally, uh, let me see. Helene, Halon. Uh, Halon. Again, we have a different spelling in, in another book. Keep in mind that um, in, the, in the original Hebrew, uh, there are no vowels. There are no vowels in the original Hebrew. So Helene could, be, could very well be Halon with its pasture lands. Debir, pasture lands. Ashon with its pasture lands. And Beth Shemesh with its pasture lands. And from the tribe of Benjamin, Geba with its pasture lands, Elimeth with its pasture lands, Anathoth with its pasture lands. Their cities throughout their families were 13 cities in all. Then to the rest of the sons of Kohath were given by lot from the family of the tribe, from the half tribe, the half of Manasseh, 10 cities. To the sons of Gershom, according to their families, were given from the tribe of Issachar, the tribe of Asher, the tribe of Naphtali, the tribe of Manasseh, or Manasseh, 13 cities in Bashan, to the sons of Merari, were given by lot, according to their families, from the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of Gad, from the tribe of Zebulun, 12 cities. So the sons of Israel gave 
the Levites, the cities with their pasture lands. They gave by lot from the tribe of the sons of Yehuda, the tribe of the sons of Simeon, the tribe of the sons of Benjamin, these cities which are mentioned by name. Now, some of the families of the sons of Kohath had, their, had cities of their territory from the tribe of Ephraim. They gave to them the following cities of refuge. Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim with its pasture lands. Gezer with its pasture lands. Yokmeam with its pasture lands. Beth Horon with its pasture lands. Aielon with its pasture lands. Gathrimon with its pasture lands. And from the half-tribe of Nashah, Anair with its pasture lands. And Beleam with its pasture lands for the rest of the family of the sons of Kohath. To the sons of Gershom were given from the family of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Golan in Bashan with its pasture lands, and Ashtaroth with its pasture lands. From the tribe of Issachar, Kadesh with its pasture lands, Deberoth with its pasture lands, Ramoth with its pasture lands, Anaim with its pasture lands. And from the tribe of Asher, um, Mashal with its pasture lands, Abdon with its pasture lands, Hukot with its pasture lands, and Rehob with its pasture lands. And from the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh in Galilee with its pasture lands, Hamon with its pasture lands, and Kiriathim with its pasture lands. To the rest of the Levites, the sons of Merari were given from the tribe of Zebulun, Rimono with its pasture lands. Tabor with its pasture lands, and beyond the Jordan at Jericho, or Jericho, on the east side of the Jordan, were given them from the tribe of Reuben, Bezer in the wilderness with its pasture lands, Yaza with its lands, Kedemoth with its pasture lands, and Meth. 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 <laughs> ah, this is a little bit of a tongue twister. Mephaath. Mephaath with its pasture lands. And from the tribe of Gath, Ramoth and Gilead with its pasture lands, Mahanaim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, and Yazer with its pasture lands. Before I get into the Psalms, I'm going to read some of the amazing Psalms. We're going to read here, see what we got here in uh, the live chat. Vinny. Vinny says, Shalom, everyone. Shalom, Vinny. Good to see you. Welcome, brother. Blessings multiplied to you as always. KMJJ says, Shalom all. Shalom. Deborah says, Shalom. Shalom. Good to see you. Welcome. Welcome. Blessings multiplied to you. Christina, the 24-hour praise is such an awesome idea. Yeah, you know, it is. Um, I remember the, that same church later on, the same church I was talking about, uh, after they did the 24-hour praise, they actually did like a three-day like nonstop praise after that. Um, it was, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, you can walk in, you know, it should like that, you know, churches should be like that. I mean, you should be able to walk into a church at any time of the day and night and just pray, praise God. That's the way it should be. Not just a Sunday morning or whatever, you know, two or three services a week. It should be like that all the time. Cat Cool says Shalom. Shalom, Cat Cool. Matthew, good to see you. Welcome, welcome. Absolutely. I know of a person who um, uh, was in 
need of some help from the Lord. And uh, the person who was, I believe this person was drunk. And looking for a church that was open. Imagine a drunk that's looking for a church that was open. Um, in the middle of the night, basically. And this person actually found a church that was open. The thing is, it was open, but nobody was in there and the lights were off. It should be open all the time. It should be open all the time. Julie uh, asked a question, Brother Chris, do, do the Jews not consider God their father? Well, um, they should. They don't call God father as much as as much as I do, as much as uh, a lot of Christians would, they should call, uh, consider God their father. We have, um, we have it in the uh, book of Isaiah. Um, also, it says that the, he will be a father to the fatherless as well. Um, but yeah, it is, in, it is in the Tanakh, but it's not like as, as pronounced as what we read in, in the New Testament, but they should. Although they don't really call God Father like that. Very good question, Julie. Very good question. It reminds me of, now I'm, I'm not really, don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing Jews with JWs, but way back in the day when I first got, uh, when I first got saved and when I first repented and, and uh, uh, started walking with the Lord, um, I got a hold of this. Um, book telling uh actually it was a book or like a booklet kind of pamphlet um for jw's and the the title of it was is god um how i forget the exact title now is jehovah your god or is jehovah your father it was an amazing you know this was way back in 1992 and when i when i got that i read that i'm thinking it is it's actually an amazing concept because a lot of people even in the church do not really consider god their father they don't look at god as if god is their father and so um it's kind of a lost you know a lost truth um, it, and, you know, God is not everybody's father either. I mean, God is your father if you are adopted or born into the family. And that's what being, quote unquote, born again is all about, right? So very, very interesting. That's, that's a very, very interesting concept. You notice um, I never, well, maybe, you know, they always say never say never, but I purposefully do my best to never say Father God. Whenever I'm praying or anything like that, I don't say Father God. And when people do, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of cringe a little bit because it's like God is, when you call, he, when you call Yah or Yahuwah or Yahweh, when you call him God, it's more of a, dis, it's more of like a disconnect. It's a disconnection. It's like we are down here. God is up there. We are sinners and God is holy. But if you call him father, it's like it's much. It's got a, it's, it's definitely got a, uh, 
a lot more of a relationship to, you know, in, in the tone of that, uh, when you call him father. And you notice Yeshua never called Yahuwah, Yahweh, or he, he never called God, God. Let me just put it that way, okay? Because I know there, there's different different ideas about the different names, uh, that kind of thing. But Yeshua never really called him God, except for two different scenarios. Number one, when he was talking to sinners, he referred to, he referred to his father as God. Um, but... The only other time, actually, he, the only time he actually prayed directly speaking to God and he used the word God was on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So there's that, there's that disconnect, right? But on, you know, when he was, when Yeshua was, when he was not on the cross, you know, he, he called him father, father. It's very, very um, amazing. It's an amazing concept. Julie says, thank you. You're welcome, Julie. Thank you for the question. Shalom, Mark. Mark says, shalom, shalom. Brother, good to see you. Yes, and this is true too as well, Julie. Yet, uh, yet such an important one in today's broken society. Yes, one of the, one of the greatest needs of uh, today's broken society is uh, is having a real true father, a true father. Some people have a father. I mean, everybody has a father, but you know what I mean? Some people have, uh, some people, they have a father, but not really have a father, if you know what I mean. Even if their father, even if they're, if they grew up with their father, the father might be there, but the father might not be there, if you know what I mean. So uh, it's super, super important. And this is the reason why the end time spirit of Elijah is to call the children's heart back to the fathers and the, in the, in the father's hearts back to the children. It's just, that's, that's it right there. That's, that's really where it's at. Every father should, his heart should be just, um, should love his child to, to, to no end to no end for sure and vice versa christina says i think it's odd they call him the name yes i do you know i understand yeah, i get that yeah hashem yeah it's like is that how you talk to your father talk about talking to a father is that how you talk to your father or is that how you talk to your your boss hey the name <laughs> hey the name what name <laughs> It reminds me of that psalm. Talk about the psalms. Uh, I think you might know what I'm getting, what I'm, what I'm thinking about. That psalm. Uh, psalm. Not psalm, it's proverb. Proverb. Proverb chapter 30, verse 4. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? By the way, Ted Pierce has a wonderful song that uh, he basically quotes this who has established the ends of the earth what is what is his name and what is his son's name if you know very very good 
Julie says, oh, amen. Read R.E. Isaiah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Isaiah is just wonderful, isn't it? Um, since you kind of brought that up, let's let's just go there. Okay, this is Isaiah 63, verse 15. Isaiah 63, verse 15. Look down from heaven and see from your habitation, holy and glorious. Where are your zeal and your strength, the yearning of your heart and your mercies toward me? Are they restrained? Doubtless you are our Father. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Isaiah 64, verse 8. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. Yeah. And you know, there are other passages as well in the Tanakh that is very similar to that. And so, yeah, it is in, it is actually throughout the Tanakh, um, but just not as prominent, not as pronounced as, as we would read in the New Testament. The Tower Time says, Shalom, brothers and sisters. Bless y'all. Bless you. Welcome, welcome, brother. As always, good to see you. Okay, let us read Psalm 80. Um, all of a sudden, I got an error here that said that, there, that there's a connection issue. I hope, uh, hope everything is okay there. Um, Julie says, marvelous. Thank you again for demonstrating that in the that in the in the old testament for reference thank you for your question thank you for your question yeah all right so psalm 81 verse 1 actually I'll read before that it says for the music director on the getith a psalm of asaph the getith or according to the Getith, the Psalm of Asaph. Sing for joy to God our strength. You know what? Let me just stop here for a second. As I read this, I'm thinking, I remember days, again, this was a long time ago, but I remember days when I used to attend a mainstream denominational church, uh, one that was more reserved, didn't have a band. It was just had the old organ, you know, the old organ sound and all that kind of thing. Um, how do they deal with these 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 psalms? How do they deal with these psalms? I mean, it doesn't say you know mourn like 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 moan under your breath and sing, you know, <laughs> count your blessings, name them one by one, uh, with an or organ in the background, like you know. It doesn't say. It says like it says sing for joy. To God, our strength, shout joyfully to the God of Jacob. Raise a song, strike the tambourine, sweet sounding lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon. Of course, that trumpet uh, would probably be something more like this, like a shofar. It'd be more like a ram's horn. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our feast day. For it is a statute for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. 
He established it as a testimony in Joseph. When he went through the land of Egypt, I heard a language I did not know. I relieved his shoulder of the burden. His hands were free from the basket. From the basket in the footnotes, the brick load. I suppose that would be a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more like it as opposed to basket. Verse 7, you called in trouble and I rescued you. I answered you in the hiding place of thunder. I put you to the test at the waters of Meribah, Selah. Notice how um, we have God speaking in first person here. We have God speaking in the in the first person, which is very, very unique. Sometimes we have him s- spoken of in you know third person or second person, but, re- but here we have um, first person. Hear my people, and I will admonish you, Israel, if you would listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you, nor shall you worship a foreign God. I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice, and Israel did not obey me. In the footnotes, yield to, yield to me. So I gave them over to the stubbornness of their hearts, to walk by their own plans. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Those who hate the Lord would pretend to obey him, and their time of punishment would be forever. But I would feed you with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would satisfy you. Jeff says the connection's good there. That's good to know, Jeff. Thank you for letting me know. Yes, and Mike uh, quotes uh, Exodus 4.22, And you shall say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Yes, very good. Yeah, there's there's so many um, references to God being a father throughout the Tanakh. And, of course, Mike says, Shalom to all. Shalom to you. Welcome, welcome, Mike. All right. Um, Next up, we have Psalm 88. Psalm 88, a petition to be saved from death, a song, a psalm of the sons of Korah for the music director, according to the Mahalath, Leonoth, a maskil of Haman the Ezraite. Lord, the God of my salvation, I have cried out by day and in the night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry, for my soul has had enough of trouble, enough troubles, and my life has approached Sheol, or there would be the grave. I am counted among among those who go down to the pit. I have become like a man without strength, 
abandoned among the dead, like the slate, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you no longer remember, and they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the lowest pit, in dark places, in the depths. Your wrath has rested on me, and you have afflicted me with all your waves, Selah. Now, before I go any further here, just a quick little side note. As I read this, I, I always think about, I think about Yeshua, what happened to him. I think about when he, when he says, like, my, when my, let my prayer come before you, incline your ear to my, my cry. I'm thinking about, like, the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, and basically talking about you have put you've you have put me in the lowest pit, basically like in the in the tomb, in dark places, in the depths. Your wrath has rested on me, and you have afflicted me with all your waves. You have removed my acquaintance for, acquaintances far from me. Remember, strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. You have made me an object of loathing to them, even to the point, if I can say this as a side note, even to the point that Peter himself denied him. I am shut up and cannot go out. My eye grows dim from misery. I have called upon you every day, Lord. I have spread out my hands to you. Okay. So again, this is, I do believe that this is, um, this is Yeshua calling unto his father, unto Yod Hey Wow Hey. Verse 10, you will perform wonders, excuse me, will you perform wonders for the dead? I think we know the answer for the, to that one. Or will the departed spirits rise and praise you? Again, here it is when someone dies, we have the departed spirits, okay? They depart from the body. It is not a soul sleep. Selah. Verse 11, will your graciousness be declared in the grave? Your faithfulness in Abaddon. Abaddon here, place of destruction. Just a transliterated word that means place of destruction. Will your wonders be made known in the darkness and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, Lord, have cried out to you for help. And in the morning, my prayer comes before you. Lord, why do you reject my soul? Again, it's very much like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why do you hide your face from me? I was miserable and about to die from my youth on. I suffer your terrors. I grow weary. Your burning anger has passed over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They have surrounded me like water all day long. And again, I'm thinking about Yeshua on the cross with all the people around him. They have encircled me all together. You have removed lover and friend far from me. My acquaintances are in a hiding place. Psalm 92 is the next one that's up. Psalm 92. A psalm for the Sabbath day. Praise for the, praise, uh, praise for the Lord's goodness. A psalm for the Sabbath day. Very interesting. We should probably read this on Sabbath or... Actually, it should be sung on Sabbath. I'd like to know 
what uh, what the actual music is to these psalms. We know that these psalms actually are songs. And so I, w- I wonder how David actually played these these uh, these psalms and how he sung them, how he prayed, played them and sung them. Be very interesting to know. Verse 1, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, Most High. Again, it's good, right? We should, should be doing that. We should be doing that. To declare your goodness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. In the footnotes, literally nights. With the ten-stringed lute and with the harp. I remember... Um, my buddy, uh, I would kind of joke, well, not joke, but kind of um, just, or, yeah, I guess so, with my buddy saying, here's the 10 string, you know, you're supposed to play with a 10 stringed instrument. Well, the 10 strings are the four string uh, bass and the six string guitar. There we got 10, 10 strings right there. The 10 string lute and with the harp. 10 string lute, or upon the, the 10 string lute. Lute and with the harp, with the resounding with resounding music on the lyre. For you, Lord, have made me joyful by what you have done. I will sing for joy over the works of your hands. Going back into the footnotes with resounding music. Upon instead of with upon resounding music, and instead of what you have done, it is your working. Verse 5, how great are your works? How great are your works, Lord? Your thoughts are very deep. A stupid person has no knowledge, nor does a foolish person understand this. When the wicked sprouted up like grass, sprouted up like grass, excuse me, and all who did injustice flourished, it was only that they might be destroyed forever. This is interesting because this is very much like the concept that we read of in uh, Romans chapter, which to Esau and basically that they were made, especially Pharaoh, made for destruction. They were they were only basically created for destruction. Verse eight, but you, Lord, are on high forever. Verse nine, for behold, your enemies, Lord. Behold, your enemies will perish. All who do injustice will be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye has looked at my enemies. In the footnotes, I have, I have been anointed or, or become moist. My ear, my ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous person will flourish like a palm tree. He will grow like a cedar of, in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courtyards of our God. They will still yield fruit in advanced age. They will be 
full of sap and very green, to declare that the Lord is just. He is my rock, and there is no malice in him. Let's see what we have here in the comments, in the live chat. We have Mike says, Revelation 9-11. They had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for bringing that out. 1 John, Hashem, Hebrew term for God. Uh, when reading or speaking, the term Hashem is used to avoid pronouncing the Tetragrammaton. It is found in, in such phrases as Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name. Yeah, I mean, it is in the Bible. It is, it is all the way through the Bible. Any, you know, whenever you see the words, the, the name, if they're translated properly in, uh, in the English, it's from the Hebrew Hashem. It's, you know, it's, yeah. So when it, any, anytime it says blessed be the name, and that's true. Baruch Hashem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jerry says, I know that's the story, but avoiding saying God's name is not respectful. Well, um, the way they look at it, I've heard that, I don't know, I'm not sure if you've, again, if you've done your research on that, but the way you, the way they look at it, and I understand why they do it. You know what? I mean, I don't get my, my nose out of joint up because of it either. They say, for example, if you are respectful to your father, you don't call your father by his, by his first name. You call him father, you know, um, you know, so that's basically uh, how they look at it. If you want to be really respectful to to uh, to someone who's in gr in great authority, you don't use their first name. You know, uh, if you're in court, okay, if you're in court and you call the judge by his or her first name, his or her first name, you you might get some good discipline. I tell you, you got you got to use you got to you know your honor it's the same kind of thing right so in their minds in their minds and i understand and it's no it's no problem it's no biggie but in their minds they are saying hashem out of respect instead of using instead of pronouncing the name so i get it i get it and i think you know we should have a i always say we should have an open mind we should expand our mind not an empty mind an open mind and so to my dear Jewish brothers and sisters who use the word, use the name Hashem or word Hashem, it's not really a name per se. Um, you know, so be it. I'm, I'm not going to, I understand. They're using that out of respect. Right. Same with pretty much any other person of authority. The Great Deception says, Shalom, everyone. Shalom. Good to see you. Welcome. Yeah, this is a good point, too, as well. One John says, to begin with, how do you pronounce yod hey vav hey or yod hey wow hey? Uh, so to avoid this and accidentally mis mispronounce it, uh, they, they avoid pronouncing it. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. That's another point. Um, like we know, we're f fairly certain that in ancient times, it, it they didn't use the V, V. They didn't say Yehovah. Uh, it would be Wa, Yehovah, or Yehovah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, 
yeah, the V's were pronounced like W's. Um, so I understand that point of view as well. Now, I don't think that anybody can really, I think that, and I've said this many times before, but I know we have some, we have a few new people here listening. I don't think that we should be so incredibly picky on the actual phonetic pronunciation of exactly how names were pronounced, pronounced, uh, because I don't even know who can say with 100% certainty that it was pronounced Yahweh or Yahuwah or you know any other way, any other way who can say with 100% certainty as we read just earlier uh, as in our scripture readings you know we've we have people it says in you know in that part of the world even within Israel with, amongst the tribes people were pronouncing pronouncing names differently you know so um Uh, let me just pull this up again. Yeah, so this is Judges chapter 12. And they're trying to find about... Um, Here's Judges chapter 12, verse 5. The Gileadites seized the fords of the Jordan before the Ephraimites arrived. And when, the, when any Ephraimite who escaped said, let me cross over, the men of Gilead would say to them, are you an Ephraimite? If he said no, then he would say to him, then say Shibboleth. And he would say Sibboleth, for he could not pronounce it right. Then they would take him and kill him in the fords of the Jordan. So the idea is um, that even here, even in that part of the world, even in the Holy Land, we have different tribes that pronounce things different different ways. One pronounced it Shibboleth, the other the other one pronounced it Sibboleth. Uh, so who's to say how the name, the four letter name of God, was actually pronounced? Who's to say, and who can? Who can bring some uh, certainty to that? I don't think anybody can. Perhaps there would be different tribes of Israel that, that pronounced it slightly different ways too. So, you know, it's not all about how you pronounce a thing. It's really not, that's not what a name is really all about. And a name is really, it's only supposed to be a word that represents somebody. It's only supposed to be um, a word that means to, it's a me, the meaning of the name is what really counts, right? The meaning of the name is really what tells a person who that person is, uh, the uh, the personal attributes of that person, the characteristics of that person, the character of that person, where that person is from. Just reading through some of the chat here before we get into the to another psalm. 
Yeah, Christina, like this is how I look at it too. Christina says, I've worked with a lot of Spanish people who say my name wrong and I've always answered them anyway. I mean, can you imagine how much of a, <laughs> I'm not going to say it, okay? Can you imagine how much of a fill in the blank a person would have to be if you got your nose on a joint just because someone pronounced your name wrong? It's Christopher. It's not Christopher. If you say Christopher, I'm going to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to show my wrath if I if you say Christopher because it's not Christopher. It's Christopher. You didn't pronounce it right. Therefore, I'm not going to listen. Can you imagine how much of a mm, mm, a person would be if that's how they were? I don't think God's like that at all. If you pronounce His name. If you call him father, if you call him, even if you call him God, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's too distant, but what you call him, he knows who you're talking to. He, he understands you call him father, you call him God, you call him Yah, you call him Yahuwah, you call him Yahweh, uh, whatever. Uh, it, as long as you have it, it, it you, you, the main part of it is that you call upon him in spirit and in truth. That's where it's all at. It doesn't matter how you pronounce If you call him Hashem, if you call him Lord, um, whatever you want to, whatever you call him. Some people call him Jah, right? So people call me Chris. I, what was it just earlier, right? People call me Chris. I'm not going to say, how dare you call me Chris? My name is Christopher. No, of course not, right? How much, how much of a, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I, I just don't think God would be like, would be that much of a, you know what? I don't think so. Great Deception says, I say, Yahuwah, Yahuwah, I, I, Personally, in, in, in my studies, I just want to let you guys know, personally, in my studies, I lean more towards Yahuwah as opposed to Yahweh. I, I, every, every source that I have read about, every source that I've read about how to pronounce the four-letter name, when they say it's Yahweh, Yahweh goes back to a Greek. It's, it's based upon the Greek. It's not based upon the Hebrew. So it, having said that, I mean, Okay, so maybe Yahweh is the correct Greek pronunciation of it. But if you want to get into the correct Hebrew pronunciation of it, I think that probably, probably, um, Yahuwah is a lot more uh, accurate. And I say that because you look, you look at the Greek when it comes to other, other names that end with Ah, like Noah and Jonah, okay? In the Greek, it's no way and Jone, right? <laughs> right? No way in the Greek, uh, it's really Noah. So Yahweh in the Greek should be Yahweh or Yahuwah. And this is the thing, too. Um, do you say King De Dawid? That would that would be the more of the correct way to pronounce it, right? Dawid. Um, I say David most of the time, or almost all the time, just because that is what people. It's 
I use the conventional pronunciation of it just for the sake of the, of the listeners, really. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt, you know, Lord, you know, by God's grace, we get to heaven and King David is there. And you ask him, how do you, you know, how do you pronounce your name? I wouldn't doubt he'd probably say, ah, don't worry about it. But even if it, I would say, how did they pronounce the name, how to pronounce your name in, you know, in the, uh, in, in the days of when you were, when you were king on earth here. I'm pretty sure he would say probably Dawid. By the way, guys, uh, we do have a thunderstorm where I am right now. So uh, uh, I, I hope the connection does not get cut. But if it does, just so you guys know, that's that's probably what the reason was. I hope and pray that's not the case. Looks like the connection quality is good so far. Mike uh, says, Psalm 44:20. if we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, shall God not search this out for... He knows the secrets of the heart. I do read that and understand that as to mean to, to when it says, have we forgotten the name of our God? Like basically, have we forgotten who our God is or who he is? As opposed to exactly how you spell it or how you pronounce it. I don't think that's what it's talking about. I think it's talking about who, because you know, there are, what, what, how many names of God are there? In the Tanakh alone, how many names? There are. I, I have never. I, I mean, I haven't even counted to be honest with you. What way? Definitely way over a hundred names. Definitely way over a hundred. So I don't think he's talking about you know. For, oh, I forgot to you know the, the you know Yahuwah Sidkenu. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, bad. Oh, I'm so bad. No, but just you know, instead of forgetting how to pronounce it, the meaning of it. God, you are righteous. Lord, you are righteous. Yahuwah, you are righteous. I think that's what that's talking about. Not so much the actual, how, how the earthly lips and earthly tongue actually makes the earthly phonetic sounds. I don't think that's what God cares about. I think that God cares about the actual meaning behind it. Jerry says, uh, does not our God tell us not to even mention the name of pagan gods? Again, I think what he's what he, what God where, like first of all, what verses are you referring to? And second of all, I think that it's it what God is really meaning is that you know we don't get close to even worshiping these other gods because I mean we got names of pagan gods in in the uh, in the in the Tanakh, so um, that would be self canceling. I think it's a lot deeper than that is what I'm saying. Oh, by the way, guys, before I forget too as well, Lord willing, we'll see how it goes. Lord willing, we'll have Dr. Snyder back this coming Friday evening. Lord willing. It's not set in stone. It's almost set in stone, but I just need to confirm that, firm that up a little bit. Going nowhere says, what about calling him Jehovah? Well, again, you know, 
my point of view of it, my, my opinion of it, you're asking me. Um, <laughs> I don't really like it. I don't like to say it like that. However, people who do use that Jehovah, there's a guy I know of, like uh, personally, that he would use that name all the time, Jehovah. Jehovah. Um, that's I, you know, just for the sake of convention. I mean, I know who he's talking about. God knows who's he, who he's talking about. Yahuwah knows who, what he's talking about. It's just that it's not pronounced right. I don't think it's pronounced accurately, just like how a lot of people don't pronounce my name accurately, especially in the eastern part of the world. Um, at least in my opinion, maybe Christopher is not pr pronouncing my name accurately. They might, you know, people in people in Greece or people in Turkey or, you know, people in uh, Eastern Europe might tell me that Christopher is not pronouncing my name accurately. You know what I mean? So it's so subjective. Okay. But the thing is, when it comes to Yehovah, just, just getting a little bit deeper here. First of all, the J, J is new to the English language and that particular sound is not in the Hebrew at all. Okay. So, Keep that in mind. And then the V as well. Again, ancient Hebrew, it's it's quite well known that V, it's not V in the ancient Hebrew, it's W. Um, so, and if you go back like not even like five, six hundred years, even in English, I think that Jehovah would be pronounced more like Yehovah. Okay. It would be pronounced a little bit more like the correct way to pronounce it like way back when when the king the king james translators translated it into that kind of a name i think that it was it sounded a whole lot it sounded closer to the original than what than it would do uh, than it, it does today but it's certainly uh i don't believe it's it's um it's accurate spelling or pronunciation of it However, again, I don't get my nose out of joint. If I get someone's talking about Jehovah, then uh, like to me, it's like, okay, you know, it's just like, you know, um, Michael, right? We got Nunya Biz, um, Mike at Nunya Biz. I assume, Mike, you're, maybe I'm wrong, but I assume your birth, full birth name would be Michael. But like, really? Like the real pronunciation of it in its original form would be Mikael, Mikael. Um, so, I mean, if, if, if you called Mike, Mike instead of Mikael, and if he gets his nose out of joint because of that, then I don't know. <laughs> it's the same thing with Jehovah. Mikael versus Michael. Jehovah versus Yahuwah. I don't think it's a huge deal, but I, I just don't, I don't use Jehovah. I, I might, if I'm talking to somebody who that's all they know, and that's what they, that's the, the conventional way of saying the name. And I'll probably say, hey, I hope you realize that's not the original way to pronounce it. But again, no, no huge no big deal, I don't think. Christina says, when did the Jews adopt the V sound for David? They absolutely call him King David. Uh, it's hard for me to believe 
they're mispronouncing it. Um, yeah, so it was, I, I can't off, I, I, I really don't know the, the actual date when it happened, but I know, I know for sure it happened before the time of Yeshua. It would have been at least, I don't know, at least 2,500 years ago. I'm, 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 from what I understand, probably a lot more than that, but yeah, at least 20, uh, 2,500 years ago. Very good question. Going Nowhere says, uh, did people in the time when Jesus lived call him Yeshua? Very good question, actually. And really, and this is another this is another thing we can say that nobody I don't I don't believe anybody knows for certain 100% certain exactly how his name was pronounced Yeshua very good um see the name of Jesus is the name of Joshua in the, in the in the so-called old testament Joshua which is a English transliteration of the Hebrew Yahushua, Yahushua or Yehoshua, okay? And so Yahushua or Yehoshua got shortened to Yeshua. And Yeshua got shortened to Yashu or Yeshu, okay? And we know that because of the Talmud and also because of other ancient Jewish writings those people who had the name of Yahushua or Yeshua were called Yeshu. Just like how we call um, Joshua, Josh. Okay. And so it was typically, it was called, his, if, if he wasn't called, okay, it would have been one of three, it would have been one of three things, Yahushua or Yeshua or Yeshu. And it could have very well have been Yeshu that he was called probably more than any, any, maybe all three, just like people call me Christopher and Chris. Uh, some people even call Christoph. Um, I mean, it's different, you know, the long form, the not so long form, and the short form. So Yeshua, Yeshua, and Yeshu. And again, with the Greek naming conventions, if Greek, Greek is it's quite unique because the Greek adds like an um, it, it to many names the Greek adds an s at the end of the name like Lucas, Marcus, Ananias, Matthias, all these. So that's for some reason Greek adds an S on the end of the name. So Yeshu became Yeshus. And that Yeshus, eventually, over hundreds of years, the, the Y became a J. Okay, J is quite young. It wasn't J. Wasn't, they didn't use, definitely didn't use the sound J as when they were calling Yeshua or Yeshu. They would they was they would say one of those two names I think probably Yeshua or Yeshu, long form Yahushua. But the Greek added the S at the end of it, so Yahushua. Yeah, and then it became like yeah, uh, in the Greek it's like Yeshu, Yesus, 
Jesus, 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 Jesus. Okay, after a while, Jesus becomes Jesus, and that's how we got Jesus. And again, I don't think that Jesus himself would, or Yeshua, or Yeshu, as long as you know who you're calling, as long as you know who you're talking to, I don't think he, I don't think it matters. I think he will respond. I think that Yeshua would respond to Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshu, Yesus, Isa, Isa, Jesus, all kinds of different ways. Even today, all, all around the world, see, I find a lot of people, especially in the English-speaking world, they their mind is is just boxed in. They, they box in everything to English, and they don't understand that they're like how Christina was talking about earlier. There are Spanish people, and in span in 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 in, in the Spanish language, you don't say Jesus; you would say it a different way. Does that mean that Jesus wouldn't respond? No, of course, you say it a different way. You pronounce it a different way, but. Yeshua still knows who you're talking to. And same with God the Father. Of all the different names that that uh, there is in the Bible and all the different ways of pronouncing each and every name, um, he would still respond to it. So did people in the time of Jesus call him Yeshua? Probably some did. Based upon the ancient writings, I think that it's a good chance that a lot of people called him Yeshu as well. Very good question, going nowhere. Yes, Caballero makes a good point here. <clears throat> I read the Bible in Spanish and it does say. Again, I'm not going to try to pronounce that because I know what you're getting at. Uh, but the pronunciation in Spanish is not the same as the pronunciation is the English pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it looks like it says Jehovah, but that's not how it's pronounced in Spanish. This is the truth as well, right? Uh, Vinny, you make a good point. Like when you guys say, <laughs> I'm going to mess it up. You know I'm going to mess it up, right? It's tomato. Tomato, tomato. Do you spell it tomato? But you say tomato. Good, uh, good point there, Mark. Uh, the three letters uh, Yod Hey Wow, written in Latin letters, is Y H U. The remaining two letters, namely Shin and Ayin, come from the Hebrew root for salvation, uh, namely Yasha. Very good. Thus, yeah, Mark goes on to say, thus the Messiah's name is a combination of the Father's name, Yahuwah, and the Hebrew word Yasha, hence Yahusha, which means uh, Yahuwah saves uh, through his son or, or our Messiah, anointed one. 
Okay, let's read Psalm 93. Psalm 93. The majesty of the Lord. The Lord reigns, has assumed kingship. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord has clothed and encircled himself with strength. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. Your throne is established from a you are from eternity. The floods have lifted up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. Keep in mind floods. Uh, just give me, let me stop here for a second. Keep in mind floods here is signifies people. And how how would I say that? Well, you know, in the book of Revelation, it says how the waters, waters are symbolic of peoples. Isaiah, or excuse me, Revelation, Revelation chapter 17, verse 15. Then he said to me, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. So, Waters there or floods can can be symbolic of peoples. The floods have lifted up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their pounding waves more than the sounds of many waters, than the mighty breakers of the sea. The Lord is high, or excuse me, the Lord on high is mighty. Your testimonies are fully confirmed. Holiness is pleasing to your house, Lord, forevermore. Forevermore. Amen and amen to that. Okay, so let me just have a look here. All right. Okay, so early night tonight. Tomorrow we'll be back, same time, same place, 7 p.m. Eastern. And as I said before, uh, Lord willing, uh, it's not 100% for sure it's set in stone, but I'm quite, quite confident of this. This Friday evening, Dr. Snyder will be back. Dr. Snyder will be back talking about Paul some more. He's got more to say about Paul. Can you believe it? He, uh, he spent a couple hours with us last Friday. and. Um, and uh, he didn't get out, he didn't tell us everything about Paul yet. Let me see a couple questions here. Byron says, "Is there Christians who have the gift of interpreting dreams?" I, I do I do believe so. Yes, I mean, uh, um, assuming that I know a lot of people would say uh, some people would say that uh, you know Christians are 
I'm not talking when I say when I say Christians, I mean people that are truly believers in Yeshua as per the twelve disciples of of uh, you know that we read of in the in the Gospels in the Book of Acts. Because a lot of times today, when you say Christians, people think about just these. You know, pitiful excuse of what should be Christians. So I'm talking about the the real, true meaning of uh, the word Christians. Yes, I think that people do have that interpretation. Mark says, "Do you think we are at the beginning of sorrows?" Yes, I do. Yeah, I can't tell you how long it'll last. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know, but I do think that we are. I think that what happened in the past few years, actually, in the past. 100, 150 years. If you look at the, uh, one of these days I'll have to, I'll have to show you the chart of, of, uh, you know, um, viruses or, um, plagues that have hit the earth, uh, that have killed over, over, you know, at least, at least a half a million people or more, uh, has increased so much in the past hundred, 150 years, as opposed to the, you know, the preceding thousands of years, same with earthquakes, same with wars and all kinds of things. So yes, I do. I do believe that. Okay. All right, guys. As all as always, you guys are awesome. I appreciate every one of you. Vinny says, "Thank you, Christopher. God bless everyone. Shalom. Thank you very much, Vinny." Julie says, "Thank you." Thank you, B. Chris. Shalom. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you for your questions and your fellowship. I appreciate it. Um, Byron says, I have odd dreams. I wouldn't mind getting to know a believer that, with that gift. Yeah, it's awesome. Sometimes, I, know, I don't know about you, but sometimes, um, um, sometimes if I have dreams, sometimes I know what they mean. You can, you can actually pray as well. I mean, Maybe God would tell you directly, show you directly, but maybe he would use someone else to do that as well. So um, that's something. On Over there on Facebook, we got Royal Yasharahala. Yasharahala. Sorry if I mispronounced that. What about the uh, Melchizedek priesthood? Actually, uh, we spoke a lot about that in uh, previous live streams a couple months ago. We spoke a lot about that. So uh, unfortunately, we don't have the time to do that tonight. But uh, hey, come back. Um, if you can, come back tomorrow night um, or go back into the um, archives of the lives and you'll see. I, I spent a couple, two, two or three good um, videos talking all about that. Thank you for the question. One John says, thank you, Christopher. Blessings and shalom. Thank you. Blessings multiplied back to you, brother. Okay, guys. As always, you guys are awesome. I appreciate each one of you. Thank you for your questions, your comments, your fellowship. Bless you guys. Love you guys. Caballero says, see you tomorrow. Good night. Thank you. Thank you very much. As always, I pray for each one of you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give, give you wonderful, wonderful shalom. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow night.